What's going on, guys? This is Jack Freeman from the Jack of All Trades podcast. Um, we have a special, special, special uh, guest today, um, friend of mine who's uh, doing work on the ground in the po- in the political realm, um, in the classroom as an educator. Uh, she's a super dope person to talk to, man. Um, we talk. Uh, uh, her name is Jules. Uh, she has the Pretty Petty Politics podcast that she um that she does on a weekly basis uh where she talks about everything from um local politics all the way to um national international politics and then you know talks a little bit about what's going on in culture today um she also is a maker of wonderful wonderful male uh products for the beard um it's called just whipped we talk a lot about that at the end we also talk about being um a creator in the industry of, of of any industry of that matter and um you know we we give our takes about um how to support your friends that are creatives and um um how to look at your the friends that you think you want to support you uh so we talk about a little bit about it it's probably a little bit shorter of a podcast than we've ever had um maybe i don't even know how long this podcast went but it went maybe about, about an hour okay so we um uh, you know we're here so uh happy new year this is the first podcast this is the first episode of the year um yeah so we're about to start right now Guys, this is Jack of this is the Jack of All Trades podcast. I am your host, Jack Freeman. Uh, welcome back. We here. A uh, couple things I want to get out of the way before we start the show. Uh, next month, February twentieth, I will be in Chicago at the Promontory performing live. Uh, February twenty second, I will be at the City Vineyard. In New York um, The tickets are on sale now On the freemanbrand.com Forward slash tour uh, We're going to have fun We're going to jam It's going to be so much fun uh, Go get the album To find love You can buy vinyl um, On the freemanbrand.com Forward slash store Get all of that going um, Enjoy yourself Treat yourself uh, Happy New Year uh, this is our first pod. This is our first episode of 2019. It's going down. So if you made it, if you hear, then um, you know that means Donald Trump hasn't ruined the earth yet. So um, you know, happy holidays to you guys. I hope you guys had a great holiday and all that kind of stuff. All that good stuff. Um, and we're here, so we're gonna get to our guest today. Our guest today is um, a young lady that I met 
In them tweets. In the tweets. In them tweets. Um, I would assume because I was working with Kiki at the time. Little Kiki. No, I don't even think else. it was because of Kiki. I think, I think we just, just followed. followed each other. And then I realized, like, oh, he's on a new album. Yeah. I realized that, that before it came out. Oh, mm-hmm. close. So she is... Um, I'm uh, a Jules of all. Yes, trades. she's a she's a, a Jules of all trades. Uh, she is a um, she. I I'm gonna start calling her the councilwoman uh, because she is anything you need to know about the political climate locally and nationally and probably internationally. She has. Uh, her finger on the pulse. Um, she is also a maker of wonderful, wonderful beard uh, butter products. Is it a beard butter? Is that beard what you call butter. Bitter, uh-huh. Beard butter. Uh, it's called Just Whipped. Um, you also make like other products too, but we'll get I to do. that. Yeah. Um, she is a Florida native. Mm-hmm. We're not going to hold that against her. I'm a Floridian. You're Floridian. Um, Florida made, Texas paid. Yes, uh, she does not eat people's faces um, on the freeway. <laughs> um, she uh, is a is a is a is a wonderful person. I've been on her show, her podcast, the Pretty Petty Politics Podcast, on two occasions, um, and so now I'm having her here because I don't get enough women on my show, and I need to do a better job of that. So this show and the next show, I guarantee you will be women of, um, of, uh, great, great talent and great, um, um, great insight. So without further ado, my friend, Jules, Jules, say hi to the people. Hey people. I'm thank you for having me on here. Well, you know, we, we just out here, you know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, we okay. We don't have a script for this. I literally called her an hour before I got here. So and I beat you here. You did beat me here. So um, um, that's not new. People beat me to places all the time. So oh, that's you know, good to know. Yeah, you know that's just kind of how I am. But uh, yeah, so Jules, how you? I like to start the podcast by um, asking people how they're doing um, mentally, physically, uh, spiritually. Um, if there's anything that's troubling them get off their chest if they want to um to um if they feel great you know putting that in there and and if there are things that you do to maintain your positive spirit and positive um outlook on things what is it that you do so that people can know that's a lot okay so i'm feeling good hopefully i'm looking good you do. You look and good. And I smell good because I bathe. You speak, yeah, and you I know. put on some some butter and some, some deodorant. Um, <laughs> mentally, I'm in a very good place. The devil, do not try to come attack me. I rebuke that right now. Um, Amen. Amen. Physically, I do. We just finished talking about that. Mm-hmm. I'm wanting to lose some weight. Drop. I'm going to drop probably two dress sizes. Okay. Um, yeah, two. Because I want to be at eight again. And I'm a. 12 so 10 12 yeah two dress sizes um spiritually i'm well i'm very healthy spiritually um and that's how i push through when things go wrong you know i'm constantly praying um i have made i make 
the effort to speak positive um, and to not let other people, unbeknownst to them, speak negatively over me. So like a um, good friend of mine, Tuesday night, we were at um, the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Marcus mm-hmm. has a show that he's looking to put into syndication. Shout um, out to Marcus, the Breakfast Club. Yeah. So it, my on, friend. If you're not from the H and you've never been and you ever come to the H, stop by the Breakfast Club, a black owned, wonderful restaurant. Um, it's a great place. Oh. And the Reggae Hut. Hold on. Let me just do them all the way. Yes. So if you come to the H, holler at either one of us. Yep. You can follow me on Twitter, a Southern Jewel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a Southern Jewel, and that's J-U-L-E, and on Instagram, the Southern Socialite. So it. the Breakfast Club, holler at one of us. We'll make sure you get taken care of. The Breakfast Club, they have the main location, and then they have the Signature Cafe right behind it. Yep. So all that they waiting also, in line. They also have the uh, the uh, Bush Airport location. Yes. Um, yes. The so IAH, that's the bigger airport. The bigger guys. airport. So, so like if you're flying from the East Coast, you're probably coming United. Yeah. Um, that airport. It's in uh, the same terminal as Spirit Airlines. And I want to say Southwest. Ameri- Southwest and I think like maybe American. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So they're located in the airport right now. Matter of fact, you can go on USA Today and vote for them as mm-hmm. best best um, airport restaurant, by the way. Um, That'll so probably win easily. The Breakfast Club, they have the Reggae Hut, which is Caribbean, Caribbean food. Yeah. Then they have the Co- Alley Cat. The Alley Cat. Which is like a Dive lounge bar. bar. Yeah. yeah. Real so, cool. Have some really awesome guests yeah. that come through. They have Culture, the uh, the newest restaurant. Yes. Um, I haven't been yet, but I, I plan to come. I go at least once a month. So Culture about. is, that's Culture with the K. Everything put a K. So even Breakfast Club put a K. So everything's with a K. Yes, he's mm-hmm. a Kappa. Absolutely. Um, but he Culture is... is Dope as heck. It's downtown, right by the convention center. Mm-hmm. Excellent food. Um, they have a awesome chef, Chef Don. She's mm-hmm. fabulous. They have oxtail. They have, oh my gosh, their hummus. I don't eat hummus, but they have black IP hummus. And baby, mm-hmm. it's good. And order the uh, collard green purses. Just trust, okay. just trust me. Right. With smoke, tur- man. Listen, I'm hungry. Maybe Let's I change the subject. So, so you're doing the Breakfast a, Club. Yeah. I was at the Breakfast Club for mm-hmm. his show. Mm-hmm. I said all that. Shout out to Marcus and his team. Mm-hmm. And my friend was introducing me to somebody. He was telling him how long we've known each other. He's like, and I love her to death. I said, oh, you love me to life. Mm-hmm. And. That's something that I'm learning to correct people on because we have to speak life. We have to make sure our words dictate the things that we're looking forward to and that we're aspiring for. Absolutely. So that's where I am. That's who I am. And that's how I keep going. I pray and I try to be nice to people. I do cuss at people, though, in traffic especially. That's fine. You got to cuss sometimes. Yeah. You got to let them out. Yeah. You know. Let's see how I do today. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mind. You gotta let I know. It, you got to let it go sometimes. Um, so, uh, Jules, you are a an educator. Yes. By, uh, by day. Yes. And a uh, social justice warrior by all by day. By day, too. By all day. In so. my sleep, I wake up and be like, oh, I feel some injustices happening. 
Yep. I yeah. feel it. I feel my, it. In my body. In my body. So um, tell us a little bit about your upbringing, how you got to this point, what made you like, um, what made you so passionate about this particular, um, these particular things that you speak on, on your, um, on your social media accounts and on your podcast. So I was born black. Okay. I was born black. That'll start it right there. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I was born black. And yeah, no, I mean, yes. Also, uh, my upbringing, um, again, I am from Florida, from Central Florida. Central mm-hmm. Florida is a very, it has a very rich culture right. and history, mm-hmm. but more so a rich history. Let me go with the rich history. And that rich history has a lot of, ugly scars Mm -hmm. and a lot of wounds that still haven't quite made scabs yet. Right. Right. So most people think of Florida, they think sunshine, they think beaches, Disney world, vacation. And not George Zimmerman. Uh, Yeah. They don't think George Zimmerman. They don't think of the Klan. They don't think of these black bodies being murdered and tortured as something that's a new phenomenon mm-hmm. you know what they do they think it's something new when actually that's the rich history of central mm-hmm. florida central central florida in particular so like if you ever have read um zora neale hurston's writings a few yeah so like their eyes are watching god that was mm-hmm. set in central florida mm-hmm. you know she is buried there in eatonville um if i'm not mistaken um, but which is also in that same area where Trayvon Martin was killed, Sanford. Mm-hmm. So Central Florida, basically that I four corridor, so anywhere between Tampa and Orlando, that whole little area, you get kind of tough in there. So growing up hearing stories and seeing things and hearing the whispers, um, I didn't realize that that stuff was supposed to have been old. They yeah. weren't just passed down stories. Some of those things were happening. Yeah. And in 2006, there was a shooting that happened. And I was actually living back home. I had just moved back from Houston. Uh-huh. And there was a shooting. And I just, it just didn't sit with me well at all. Mm-hmm. And it, mostly because I was educated, I had done a year of law school, I had done a master's. Um, again, I'm being black. And I'd been introduced to social justice at such a young age, going mm-hmm. to NAACP meetings, going to city council meetings. I've been exposed to it so early. So I knew that some stuff just wasn't right. And you weren't supposed to just shake your head. So what happened was this guy, he had a, he had a stop the police officer called for backup. The backup comes, this um, the backup comes, the backup and his dog, D O G D I O G I like, dog dog the og was killed as well as his handler or his partner officer officer matthew williams but the other officer who called for backup he had like a flesh wound and i'm like well if you were the first on the scene how the people who come get shot and you just have a flesh wound but that's just my brain just trying to process stuff Mm because i'm not a police officer nonetheless the assailant he hid in some woods that backed up to the freeway and he hid in those woods. The sheriff went on national television. Our sheriff is Sheriff Grady Judd. You kind of love him and hate him because mm-hmm. you do feel like he give equal justice. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like he was not supposed to have killed the suspect. Right. And he went on national news. I remember watching today's show and he was like, um, 
that they was going to take them, period. And I remember when the, the shooting first happened, it was like, it was like we were on the plantation because people were calling. They, they hunt down black men. They hunt down black men with dreadlocks. And it's Florida. Yeah. Everybody got dreadlocks. Everybody got dreadlocks. You know, it. black folks stay in your house. I'm like, dude, it's 2006. What are y'all talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like, master coming. Yeah. You know, but then I yeah, live, my, mom, my mom's house is like near a uh, highway, and we saw these police cars coming yeah. from out of town. And then it began. Yeah. So people came from all over the state for this massive manhunt. And that guy, his remains were slush when they got to the funeral home. They shot him that many times? Slush was the exact word used by the funeral home owner. Slush. So, and that's not due process. No, because no one's life was <clears throat> at risk. Right. I don't think. I don't know. I wasn't there. And I, I just, yeah, that's that's excessive. So I was told. I don't know how true it is. Somebody told me a black officer told me they weren't allowed. They they could only work the perimeter of the area, and they shut down like a whole side of town, like shutting down all the third ward to look for one person. That's a large space. So say between forty five and Scott. Yeah, that's in 288 and say Cullen. That's a large area to shut down. It's ridiculous to look for one person. And that's what catapulted you into this. It just let me know that. Okay, alarm off for you. Yeah, like that ain't now. And then the second thing that did it for me. So I started blogging really heavily, Mm -hmm. right? And I would do a lot of speaking and stuff, and I worked with youth. Mm -hmm. But what really set me off was 2014 when the autopsy sketch of Mike Brown was released, and that baby had a hole in the top of his head. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was Mm -hmm. livid. I called somebody a motherfucker and a bitch that night. Like, I I unleashed. You can still do that. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you motherfuckers crazy. Like... I don't care what he did. He got shot in the top of his head. The only So it made all that hands up, don't shoot. That made that even more mm-hmm. real to me. Yeah. Because if I'm in that position of surrender, my head down and you shoot yeah. me, right? Because either I'm down and you shoot me on top of my head. Because mm-hmm. bullets just don't. Right. They don't curve. Yeah. So from there, it's just like we have to talk about it. But I can't just talk about the frustration part of it. We got to talk about the rights. And some people are like, oh, black people, the Constitution won't rent for us. Oh, well, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it till I can't no more. So I feel that when you fight the fight that you and many others are fighting, and you're constantly on a swivel about just like everything. Mm-hmm. As much as much as as much as we deal with on a day to day basis, like every day there's a story about mm-hmm. one of us. Right. It has to be. Draining. And it has to be tiring. It is. So 
after looking at when you wake up in the morning and you say such such unarmed man or woman was shot last night 15 times by the cops and then you look at another story and the ongoing investigation of the other cop that shot the other guy or girl is now being concluded and they're facing no charges and then this person over here is calling the police on a black person for like trying to have a for walking yeah for walking or um this uh or donald trump is just breathing still or um that just like all of these things that just like happen and happen and happen and happen and happen when when do you shut it off so we have 168 hours in a week mm-hmm. 64 of them i'm gonna sleep okay so i make sure that i'm rested so my mind gets to sleep so is like detox 104 hours is when you're yeah, you're processing, you're helping, you're dealing with, you're creating solutions. You help other people deal. But I think I, I start with that 64 um, for rest because um, I take a bunch of naps too. Because that's when your mind gets to detox. That's when you get to release some of that stuff and reset, you know. Um, and I pray a lot. You know, and I have people around me that I can talk to about these things that can mm-hmm. understand and that it's iron sharpening iron. We help each other. We feed off each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say that because, like, obviously, this is basically your job. It like, is. What, what do you teach? Political science. Political science. Government. Yeah. So your job is to be in this forever. So, like, if my job is being an artist, my job is an art, being an artist. I'm here to tell you, I cannot spend 16 hours a day being an artist i can't do it because i don't like half the people that are talk calling me half the time i don't want to deal with the emails that i get from people that i don't want to hear from Mm -hmm. i don't want to um uh i just i just don't want to do it all the time i don't want to write music all the time i don't want to be in the studio for hours and hours and hours all the time um i just can't do it and I just have to find things that are um, going to level me out. So the balance, I, I guess my question is just like, where do you get the balance? Like, how do you get, how do you balance that? Like, how do you, how do you, how does Jules see all of this bullshit going on during the day and then have to teach a poli sci class and then, or or three or four, because you teach at TSU? No, I'm no like, longer there. Um, I'm at another college. We'll talk about that off the air. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's here. Um, it's here in the Houston area. But let's say you teach three, four classes a day. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't have a class on Wednesdays or something like that. However you make your schedule. Mm-hmm. At some point, Jules got to go have a drink. Mm-hmm. Or Jules got to go... Go cry. Go just sit in silence. Travel. Yeah, all that. Because, like, I'm, I'm... Like... I agree with James Baldwin. And that um, to be black and what is it, relatively conscious is to be in a constant state of rage. Yeah, I can't do it, though. But you've learned to I think we learn to manage it. It's an innate balance that we have. Yeah, but when you. Because you you fight for social justice. 
Yeah, but I I also got my own shit to deal with. Yeah, we we so all like, do. During all of that, like we haven't even mentioned the part that like when you get home, somebody calling you about something else that has to do with your life, mm-hmm. and you know whether it be family drama or you know or you know relationship, whatever it is, whatever the situation is, like still that part. So like you don't even get to get home and then like not do that. <laughs> so. The balance got to be there because, like, that's why I'll probably never be a politician. I'd be a horrible politician because I'd be done walked up in there one day and been like, I ain't trying to hear that shit today. So I have some very close friends that are politicians. I have people that I'm reasonably cool with that are in politics, Mm -hmm. but I just don't see politicians being Politicians are like elected K-list celebrities that have influence and power, Mm -hmm. you know. um, (laughs) K-list. Because they're not A-list and they're not Z-list, you know. And D just sounds so stupid. So like K, okay, we cool. Okay, okay, we work with it. Yeah, you just um, skip G and all that. Yeah, <laughs> um, found us they coming up. I had to throw the K in there. Yeah, um, but I couldn't. I don't. I've been asked to run for office. I won't say I never will, but it's not something that I desire. Right? Mm-hmm. I've worked most of my career has been in the realm of public service, mm-hmm. whether it being, but always um, in some type of government organization, mm-hmm. being a uh, education or someone's city hall. But the moment I went and worked in corporate America, that was the hardest part for me. So for me being around politics, justice issues, Mm -hmm. dealing with constitutionality, that's a natural fit for me. When I worked in uh, corporate America, you know, they tried to make me excited about money. I'm like, no, but y'all don't treat people right. Right, like right, right. I'm a have money. I'm I'm a hustler, and yeah. I'm pretty. So yeah. I'm gonna get some money. Yeah. So what else do y'all have to offer me? Offer me. What's you know? gonna feed my spirit? Right. And I was like, you ain't supposed to be here. So yeah. as soon as I left there, like my health improved, mm-hmm. my attitude improved, mm-hmm. I slept better. I just started feeling better and I got back into what I love. And so since I'm doing this, yeah, it puts a lot on my plate, but I get so much joy from it and I get to see how it helps other people. So it's like your music. I'm sure it gives you a high. You see how it makes people feel. You Mm -hmm. love to create. And at times you have to take a break from it. So at times I take a break. So for like three weeks, you know, I went home. Yeah. You know, and I didn't do much of anything. If you wanted to see me, you pretty much had to come to my mother's house because yeah. I wasn't even going out visiting people. Yeah. I just really wanted to chill. Right. And so you have to make time for yourself. I do that here in Houston. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm be, I'm be gone for the weekend. Where are you going? Oh, I'm just taking a little trip. I'm gone to my house. Yeah. Taking like, a trip home. I feel you. I mean, I'm very, very, um, I'm very open in saying that when this music thing really, really, really becomes what I need it to be 
or what I wanted to be. Um, I'm going to work really hard for a few years and I'm disappearing and I'm going to disappear for as long as I need and no, no one's going to know except the people I'm the closest to. So you'll be like, yeah, I know where you at. Not telling you, <laughs> right? but I mean, cause I, I just, I just, you know, you don't want to be consumed. Like, I don't feel like I'm consumed by politics. When I had those right, moments, right, I right. feel like it's consuming me. So it doesn't I, feel like work to you. No, it feels good. And the days that it does feel like work, it's usually because I'm doing something mm-hmm. that I don't want to do, but that somebody needs me to, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. And I probably should have just used my no, and I'm yeah. getting better at telling people no. No's a complete sentence. Yeah, is it? <laughs> it Ooh, is a, no is so powerful. It's a, it's That's one of the best sentence. sentences. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's, and there's I'm learning that. Uh, variations of that too. No, nah, yeah. hell no. Um, I'm not going to be able to help nope. you with that. Yeah. Ain't going to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm not interested. Oh, that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit um, where I'm at right no, now. No, thank you. Um, no response at all. Yeah. Uh, I hate that one, though. Sometimes you got to get these niggas no response. Yeah, I hate <laughs> that one. Sometimes you just got to, hey, nah, I'm not even going to entertain that. Yeah. And I think what it is, where it comes from with me is just that, like, people, um, and I have to learn to like really, really find my balance on a lot of this stuff. Is is like people think that you sh- people think that I should do my job for free. Mm-hmm. People think that I'm supposed to just do it on demand when they ask. I got this for you to do, and it does nothing for me. And so I just have to, after a while, just not respond. Now, what I can say about. So I left home at 16. Mm-hmm. I went to private school. Oh, and like so boarding school. Type of boarding school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All black boarding school in Mississippi. You, you, of was all up, you was beating up folks Mm-mm. and had to get kicked out. Mm-mm. Okay. You just decided you wanted to go. Yeah. Cause it's an all black school and I just felt like it was going to be an awesome opportunity for me. And if I had to do it all over again, I would. Okay. Right. Um, but in leaving home, it forces you to grow and become independent mm-hmm. in a different way yep. and to own who you are, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have anybody to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So even like say just with my company, you know, mm-hmm. I do all that myself mm-hmm. and it gets to be a lot. I don't have somebody. My mama can't come and put labels on. Right. Right. I have to do every single thing and I'm not complaining because it's a blessing. But what I'm saying to you is when you step out there, you start getting it and you don't have people who are familiar around you. Mm-hmm. It also grows you mm-hmm. and other people will see your value. People who don't know you will see your value and pay you for your value or above your value quicker mm-hmm. than someone who does know you. Absolutely. You know, I have people who, oh, I know her whole life. Well, you ain't never supported me. Right. Like it's a link right there. Click it. Yeah. There, okay. So this is a great time for me to <laughs> speak on this. Anyone who's a creator out there, just starting, maybe a couple years in, trying to figure that way. I don't care if you're a painter. I don't care if you make cosmetic products. I don't care if you're an artist, like a singer or a rapper. I don't care if you're a producer. I don't care if you're 
You bring us something podcast, to the marketplace. You're bringing something. If yeah. you are bringing something, if you are creating something and bringing something to the marketplace, here's what you need to understand. And she will attest to this. Jules here will attest to this. Your closest friends and family members, for the most part, will not be your biggest supporters. They won't. Your homies, um, I, I got friends and I got family members who no matter what, they always purchase stuff even when I'm just trying to like just give it to them. Mm-hmm. But they do it anyway. That's like maybe a good 15 to 20 people roughly out of like three, 400 people that I really, really actually know. Right. Like for real, for real, no. People that even think they're closer to me than they think they, than, than they are. Um. So don't be discouraged by the fact that your friends don't support you. The reason why is because um, most of them don't even understand what you do and they don't understand and and they don't really care. They have an idea of who you are. They have an idea. They think that because you create something that A, you're rich and B, uh, you should give it to them for free. And, And... it it is not a it is it is it is not something that you're doing wrong. I'm telling you, it's not something you're doing wrong. Most of the people around you don't value what you do more than you do. So when I'm anyone who's ever seen me talking about promoting a show or anything like that on social media or anything like that, understand people closest to me (laughs) and those like people that know me and people that think they know me understand I am never advertising to you. Right. I'm never advertising to you. When you tell me, um, well, I didn't get a personal invite, so I didn't think I was in, but you saw it (laughs) on Twitter. You saw it on Instagram. You saw Jules put her beard butter on you follow the account. Yeah. You saw her have this event. Uh, tell tell you about this event at this place so that you could come and support. You saw that, and you still wanted that personal invite. Ain't nobody got time I'm for that. I'm telling you now, <laughs> it is never coming. Artists, artists out there, that's like, do not be afraid to be that person. Mm-mm. Don't be afraid to be that person. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Send texts out and let people know, yo, I got this going on. I got that going on. Understand that I only do that for people that I know are going to show up. And this is the thing. I don't have time for that. Either you coming or you're not. You don't. Yeah. And if you if you if you down for me mm-hmm. and you rocks with me like that, yeah. you know, like it don't I don't my mm-hmm. closest friends, let me just mm-hmm. say this. My closest friends, we don't talk every day. We might mm-hmm. not talk every week. Mm-hmm. We might touch bases in a month or we might miss a month. Mm-hmm. Them are my closest friends. I could pick up the phone and mm-hmm. pick up like it was yesterday. Yeah. But they rock with me. Yeah. You know, those are true friends. I, if I have to babysit our friendship. Yeah. And I have to call you and check. Yeah. If I got to call to you and all. Yeah. You, you wait. I'm like, if we, if. You either fuck with me or you don't. Yeah. Period. As a as a as a creator, someone who puts something into the marketplace, you do not have to babysit your friends into 
supporting you. Right. Either they're going to do it or they're not going to do it. And it's okay that maybe you make something that they can't afford. Or. It, it, because at that point, if they know that and if they're a good friend to you, they'll get the hell out of your way. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. And not just that. Oftentimes, our friends, iron shopping's iron. So Absolutely. they have stuff going on too. So they're not in their feelings. It's those Absolutely. people who yeah. have an idea, not an, not the correct idea, yeah. but they have an idea of who they think you are right. or what you're doing. And so they kind of put you into this box yeah. of that, yeah. you know, and that's all they see. People think that if I, um, that when that people think that because you get on stage and you entertain people, and you maybe like some of these people travel the world and all that kind of stuff that you don't actually do work. That is work. The money that said artist gets paid on a world tour or at a festival or at this one-off show or at the, the, the whatever situation that you see on TV or anything like that right. is well deserved. Yeah. Cause it's a like, lot of work that goes yeah. into that. Y'all say deserves every bit of that couple million dollars that they're going to have to pay. These her. millions I'm about to make with just whoop. I've earned it yes, because absolutely. These, I've been grinding absolutely. with this. So when people that also on the other standpoint, if you have a creative friend and you want them to do something for you, look, they will give you the five finger discount or the two finger discount at their discretion. Mm -hmm. Not because you the homie. And you, you, I'm going to tell you supporting your friend. It is not even just purchasing something. Yeah. It's sharing. Yeah. Right. I yeah. can't, I can't go to your Chicago show. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. I mean, I but, probably could try and work it in, but yeah. do I know people in Chicago? Yeah. Most definitely. Let me send that to them. Absolutely. Do I know people yeah. in New York? Let me send that to mm -hmm. them. And so that's what it's about. Support is bigger than swiping a card or entering your 16 digits in your right. zip code. Yeah. And that's what people have to understand. And yeah. they too can be a creative because yeah. I believe in gifts and that's why I do what I do. I have multiple things that I do because I, what I recognize is who I am. Yeah. Right. And in recognizing who I am, that forced me to recognize who I belong to. Right. And understanding those two things let me know, okay, I've been kind of equipped with some things. Like, the reason why my Instagram is the Southern Socialite, mm -hmm. you can go, maybe not in Louisiana, but Jackson, Birmingham, Atlanta, mm -hmm. throughout Florida, uh -huh. Houston, Dallas, the South. I'm I'm good in those cities. Yeah. Right. And the reason is because I built relationships, mm -hmm. you know, and I've I I just have a connection throughout the South. So mm -hmm. I went with the Southern Socialite mm -hmm. or Southern Jewel mm -hmm. because I'm a Southerner. I got relationships. I'm going to be on scenes that you you might not even understand why I'm there. Mm -hmm. And the reason why you don't understand because you don't know who I am. Right. But if you know who I am, it'll make sense that mm -hmm. I'm at. Um, the courthouse for somebody swearing in. Right, right. Or I'm backstage at a big concert. Yeah, yeah. You know, or I might have floor seats at a Rockets game. You've never seen me at a Rockets game before. Right. You know, because I'm good where I go. I have mm -hmm. good relationships with people. Mm -hmm. I don't tell people business. I help mm -hmm. people and don't tell that I help them. Mm -hmm. 
You know, yeah. I see something wrong and I'll tell somebody, hey, I noticed this. I just wanted to point it out to you. Hopefully it helps you if you need anything else. And I'm not yeah. looking for nothing. Right. You know, and those kind of things that help shape you mm-hmm. and it helps extend your person. Yeah. Hood. It, it, a part of this is the part of the key. People think you got money because you and B Cox. Yeah, yeah. Just because, just because they see me. In the oh, they think I'm rich because of Kiki. Yeah, you Kiki. I know you get married, yeah. and that's my boy. That's my yeah. brother. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. And whatever financial agreement we have, that's that ain't for public digestion. Right. right. You know. Right. You know that's that's two people working on something together. Absolutely. You know, and, and part of it. Again, as a when you do things, I, let's just say rappers, for instance. Mm-hmm. Take a rapper. It's an easy, 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 easy example of this, right? Let's say you're from Acres Home, and you got fifty homies at, at the, you know, that they, you know, they they rock with you, whatever. They, you know, they got all your your they they rapping all your songs or whatever. You keep putting out free mixtapes, right? Right. Rapper, singer, whatever. Those 50 people, although 40 of them might be your real, real close friends and people that you grew up with and all that kind of stuff, they're a blip on the radar when it comes to the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. The bigger picture is that if Jay-Z was just rapping to get Marcy product projects behind him in his seventh album. We never hear from Jay-Z again. Right. Think outside of your general vicinity and your neighborhood. And when you do that, you'll realize that when you go to that show with them, 50 people that didn't pay or buy tickets or occupy any type of contribution to your, to your, your movement at Mm -hmm. all, Besides the fact that they just the homie, you realize that those people might be useless. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot of those people are useless. Uh, most of the ask any rapper who traveled that deep early on and ask them how they travel now. Right. I see I, Bun Bun walks around here with his wife. With his wife. <laughs> um, uh, I've, I've seen plenty of guys. And that's who, it. Yeah. And I love it. I just right. met Cedric the Entertainer for New Year's. And Cedric, maybe three or four people was with him. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And I don't even think I saw the other three people outside of, of, of Cedric. Like, this is a... Th- this thing that we do, all of us, is so much bigger if you make it bigger. If you look bigger. So when I say that I'm not advertising for the like when i'm doing show when i announce shows and people are like so when are you gonna do another houston show i'm probably not doing another houston show no for a while soon. Like, yeah. because i don't want to do because you're not that's like um megan the stallion mm-hmm. right yeah is she she wouldn't be going viral she just depended on houston right she had to get out there yeah you know you you gotta go to new york you gotta yeah. go to chicago you gotta go yeah. to these other markets these people not getting deals everywhere whether it be a label or whether it be sponsorships or anything like that they're not getting these deals so that they could just go back to houston yeah. and just be that and it's person. the same thing say with products right yeah. people will say to me oh you should go here and say i don't want to have to be going to these markets around town now have i worked in mm-hmm. markets definitely yeah. but 
could do so much more if I'm global. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like when people ask me that, oh, you should, you know, they, they do open mic over there. You should go do the open mic. Yeah. Like, I'm like yeah, but I don't, nah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not where I'm good. I am. Like, I kind of like being asleep right now. And again, I go back to the gifts. The gift wasn't given to me to hold it. Mm-hmm. And just use the product myself, mm-hmm. right? Or to just share it with a few friends. Mm-hmm. It wasn't given to me mm-hmm. um, to bury mm-hmm. or to just flip once. Yeah, right. It was given to me to grow. Right. Like I have go, I have real life goals that when I mm-hmm. sit down with Oprah in a few years and talk about mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. you gonna think of this conversation. Like right. I have real goals for this company, and so mm-hmm. like I, I had to make a decision. Twenty nineteen. One and nine. One is beginning, nine is the end, right? Mm-hmm. 19 is such a powerful number. It has mm-hmm. multiple meanings. But if I'm going to trust God, mm-hmm. I got to be obedient to what he tells me to do. Right. So this business, I got to be obedient to mm-hmm. it. So I decided, I, I wrestled with it for a while, that I needed to step away from the business, mm-hmm. from working in the business, mm-hmm. and position myself to work on the business Mm -hmm. well what does that mean if i'm not in it because i make it and i'm just working on it because there's some things i need to work on Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so with my business this year it's a big sacrifice to step away from it and prepare to grow it Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people don't understand that well what if i need xyz well you're gonna have to get it in those four months that I make it yeah. available. So it'd right, be like right. seasonal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The market is open. Come order what you Absolutely. need, you know, yeah. because in order for me to be able to sprint mm-hmm. like an Olympian, I got the first crawl. Right. Right. You know, so I'm coming out of crawling. So now I'm a toddler yeah. wobbling, yeah. you know, but I'm trying to be a sprinter. I'm trying to go for the mm-hmm. goal. Right. And people don't understand that because again, they have this perception of what they, they have no clue they only see what's in front of them. Yeah. You know, people are like, I'm an entrepreneur. Well, you order your stuff offline and you reorder it. Yeah, you are an entrepreneur because you're hustling, you're reselling something. Yeah. But my task is so much longer. Yeah. I got to get ingredients. I got to measure ingredients. Right. You know, my, my friends joke like, you cooking up dope. Yeah, yeah I am. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, it's a process. And I want, I want, I want return customers. Right. You know? Because it's a lot of butter on the market. Yeah. It is. But I got four. I have a, I have a customer base that is repeated, mm-hmm. like yeah, a yeah. four hundred, and uh, I feel like yeah. that's strong, right? You know, because yeah. it's repeated, right? You know, and then I had a one offs and the referrals and mm-hmm. the ones I don't even document because right, it's just right, happening right. so fast, right. right? So that's showing me that I have something mm-hmm. going. So like I'm, remember this, folks. Your I your goal to be the hottest in the street is crazy. You wonder why it's crazy? It's not big enough. Like, it's not big That's enough. That's so small. It's such a small situation, fam. Like, yeah, you can start somewhere and be there, but your goal should be like if if you make if you make clothes at the crib and you screen print right now, keep doing that screen print. If you, but you're, but if you want to, if fashion, if, if style and fashion is what you're trying to do, then you have to look 
towards the people that you you got to be you got to say, man, I want the materials like Nike. I want to mm-hmm. be up there with, you know, Gucci and all of that stuff. Like you got to shoot for that kind of stuff because they didn't think it was crazy at all when they was doing that. So neither should you. Right. When you want to when, when you want to make music and you say, man, I, I want to be as um as, you know, big as Beyonce or as big as Michael Jackson or as big as, you know, Jay-Z or Rihanna, whoever it is. That's not crazy if you're good at what you do. Right. If you're good at what you do and you work super hard at what you do, it's not that crazy. The people around you might think that it's crazy. The people around you might think, oh, well, you know. But it's not their vision. Yeah, it's not their vision and they don't understand it and you should stop trying to explain to people yeah stop trying to explain to people why you value your shit more than they do right because nobody's ever gonna value what you do very few people will right even see it yeah you can't people can't care about it more than you if they do then they are um you know doing doing too much i mean if, if i should say if they care about you or care about it more than you you're not doing enough if they gotta get you up out of bed to do what you gotta do, then then you are in the wrong industry. I'm gonna tell you this: if you're going to work every day, and the time you get there, you're thinking about how long before you get to leave. Yeah, you need to you Probably need to move around. I used to do that. Yeah. I'd be like, Shh, five o'clock gonna be here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel you. And so you have to do what's necessary to help you. We get one life yep. that we know of. Yeah. That we know no, of, no, right? Yeah. We get one. So how am I going to spend it? I, I I tell my students this, like, it's 100. I don't want to hear about why you don't have my homework because you ain't have time. You got 168 hours. Yeah. Can you account for them? Yeah. You know, so you have 168 hours. And if you take that approach, like, when you hit me, I just so happen. I had already said I got my backpack. I'll just chill here till I have to go to my next little spot. Mm-hmm. So when you hit me, I was like, yeah, I do have time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I I plan what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But people waste so much time. I even mm-hmm. plan my tweets. I don't yeah. pre-tweet, but yeah. I know when I can tweet. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I look at people, they every time I'm, I'm on Instagram, they're on Instagram, and mm-hmm. they might post 15 posts on Instagram throughout like how the hell in like an hour like what are you doing yeah how do you get paid yeah you know yeah I'm gonna say this because I do need to leave I stood Mm -hmm. up because my watch said stand and move but um (laughs) um Kiki says this all the time and it's one of my favorite things that he (laughs) that we share he says um them likes don't equal sales they don't. Them likes don't Absolutely equal sales. Not. And so if you're measuring somebody's success by the number of likes or views and stuff, you got it all wrong. Yep. Cause all it takes is one. Mm-hmm. Cause some of these uh um some of these uh these uh these models that be on there be having a million followers and sleep on the air mattress. Right. They got no furniture. Maybe not. They may even be homeless. You know, or they, they probably wearing the same outfit every man, day. Man, I could tell you some things, but I ain't supposed to say it. But yeah, I'm nah, just nah, say nah. this. <laughs> we'll talk about that off the Yeah. Um, um people have to you gotta value who you are. Mm-hmm. If nobody likes a selfie I put out, 
I'm not going to delete myself. I like me. I like myself. Yeah. That's why it was I laid. like me. Oh, my hair was You know laid. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I like who I am. I like what I represent. Yeah. But if I'm post, say I post something about a video and it get 500 views, I don't care if nobody likes the video. Yeah. Or somebody don't or complains about it because as long as somebody see that video and then they go over to that link mm-hmm. and they put some stuff in their shopping cart, yeah, and they and close they out that order, yeah, and I get that email, yeah, that says that video was what it was supposed to be, absolutely, you know. So we get so caught up in likes and social media interactions, and I got oh. Have me back so we can talk about my thoughts on social media. Okay. (laughs) Um, All of that is cool, but it should not consume you. Right. And I think that we've, we found ourselves being consumed by that stuff and Mm -hmm. it's not healthy. And like you said, some of these folks, they live in lives, they doing stuff for, for the ground. Mm -hmm. And then I don't want to say that because that's going to throw shade on somebody. I wasn't even thinking about them, but Mm -hmm. then I thought about them, you know, but then they, (laughs) Yeah, man. Don't don't get caught up with the perception that you think somebody is. Mm-hmm. Know people for who they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling y'all, I be broke sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I be looking between them accounts like, okay, how am I going to make this match mm-hmm. and stretch? Mm-hmm. You know? Same here. You know? And, and that's real. Mm-hmm. I do have somebody, if I need some money, I can hit them and be like, hey, let me hold something. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. We do that for one another. Right, right. So I'm not right here asking 15 folks for Right, right, my right. rent like right, right, now right. I, if i'm broke please believe all the bills are paid right and it's gas in the car yeah. you, you just know gotta figure out how you're gonna yeah like i might need some here. ramen noodles chicken flavor you know yeah, but do yeah, i have yeah. some hot sauce to go with it then i'm yeah, good yeah you know but a lot of people they're not gonna tell you that about themselves that's right. what i like about myself i'm it's comfortable enough it's the perception that people put out that that isn't true and it isn't real and they think that everybody um yeah, that's probably why you should probably uh, stop assuming that your friends that look happy on social media are just okay. You should probably call them because <laughs> yeah. they're probably not okay. So, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely feel I, I'm glad we got to that part. Um, so before you go, I don't know how much time you got. I do need to be leaving. But I want to talk to you about Just Whipped. I want to know um, why it was Maybe. important for you to make why why was it important for you to make for you a woman to make a a product only consumed by males like only used by males. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. So real quick, when I started it, I was just using product myself, right? Um, your beard. No, <laughs> I'm saying I made a product for me. I made. Yeah. The butter for me. I made a particular butter for me, okay. right? And a friend of mine kept complimenting my skin. At the time, he was my coworker. So I'm like, mm-hmm. is he being fresh or whatever, whatever? Mm-hmm. But no, he was serious. So I gave him some, and he was like, yo, um, I put it on my beard. Yeah. He was like, yeah, it's, right. it, it had me look, you know, my girl was like, and I was like, okay. So I sent it to a couple of my friends with beards. Mm-hmm. I didn't put any... Um, I didn't do anything for the the smell of it. Right, right, and it smells. Wonderful. I just wanted them to just try it. Yeah, and then once they gave their feedback, then I started doing the oils for different things, and mm-hmm. you know, just bringing it to life. The reason why I did it is because 
Um, I worked in retail. I worked at Saks Fifth Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I worked at Saks, I sold jewelry. Mm-hmm. Men are excellent customers. Mm-hmm. That's the number one reason why I chose it. Now, why I think God gave it to me is because I get to bless black men every time I give a black man that butter. And we thank you. Because that oil, let me tell you something about oil. So just whip, you can figure out the name, the reason for the name as I talk. And maybe we'll talk about it again to mm-hmm. delve into some more. But oil is not the anointing. Mm-hmm. The anointing is in the process. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, that's where the good stuff comes out when you process it. You know, so in our lives as creators, it's processes, but it's bringing forth. the. Now, it beats us down. It leaves us bruised. Our feelings hurt, Mm -hmm. sleepless sometimes, broke sometimes. But the end product is what gets to bless people. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's that if it wasn't for those processes, it wouldn't be no good. So when I can give that to you, it's been prayed over, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I'm like Chick-fil-A of the skincare, you know, like they got the greatest service. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that's what I aim to. I, I feel so bad when I don't get somebody's order out on time. You mm. know, I really feel bad. You know, I know they understand that I'm just one person, but I want to meet, meet you where, yeah, you know, meet you, your order. You know what I'm saying? So I aim to be like a Chick-fil-A, you mm. know. And like Chick-fil-A, I give myself a day where I'm not going to do nothing. Right. You know, but you have to have an idea of what's going to help the market. What can you do and bring to the marketplace that's going to help you? But it's also going to answer something in the marketplace. So black men love black women. Mm -hmm. A product isn't just for black men, though. I have white guys use it, Asian. Everybody Mm -hmm. uses it, Hispanic, Mm -hmm. Indian. But... The first people to use it were black, black men. men right. It's a group of black men that I sent it to, mm-hmm. you know, and they the love it. Group. Huh? My focus group, mm-hmm. right? And so if I give if I give it to um my colleague Albert, mm-hmm. former basketball player, white guy, if I give it to him for his beard, he's gonna love it. His wife gonna love it. Mm-hmm. You know, from my understanding, it's real good for cuddling. You know, because she's like, you smell so good. Baby, you put some on. You know, so now they having intimacy. You know what I'm saying? Just over the beard. You know, so if I can bring that to the game, that's what I do. So Just Whipped is more than just beard butter. Um, But that is our number one product. That is what we're known for. We do other things as well. But that's my focus. I like it. I yeah, like it. Men are loyal so where when can, it comes to products. Where can they find Just Whip? They can find Just Whip um Just Whip dot bigcartel dot com and, and is you can it follow Just Whipped. Uh-huh. J U S T W H I P P E D. And that is our Instagram as well. J U S T W H I P P E D. Um we are getting ready to go on somewhat of a sub like sabbatical but i'm gonna be posting about it. i'm gonna do a video mm-hmm. to talk about it and post it on the page just to give people an idea what's going on with the business how they can purchase when they can purchase but yeah i'm looking to take this back and in, back into sex That's and i I'm say back about. into sex because i was wearing it to sex every day when i worked there. i didn't even mm-hmm. realize it that mm-hmm. it was already in sex so now i'm just 
be selling it and there need to be a section in there yeah just like they have a kill counter yeah and they have a bond number nine counter mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i like it man yeah i've i've personally tried the butter she uh gifted me with some butter um my first time on the pretty petty politics podcast had i known or in advance i would have bought you some today man and i told you i needed some the other day I but know. i know you ain't i, know I you ain't know i was out and about but i put it on i was like this smells wonderful yeah and you know if i could take a moment like just whipped is a great company um there's a couple of other ones out there that mm-hmm. you know if you if you uh just want variety and just want to support i'd say use them all yeah you know uh because she makes a beer butter i have a few friends that make beer oils Mm -hmm. um i got a few friends that make beard uh washes and conditioners Mm -hmm. so uh velvet noir uh based out of new orleans my guy rod over there Mm -hmm. uh fuel the beard right here in houston right here in houston yeah uh uh Stephen Bentham. That's the first company that I started using because that that's a good friend of mine. Um, he got a leave-in conditioner. He got a comb. Mm-hmm. He got a, a, a oil. Uh, he got a few oils. He got he got a he got all type of stuff. And don't feel bad if someone else is doing it. I like to think of that um, yeah. meme with the bread. The bread aisle. Yeah. All it's the like, different bread. Like you said, aisle sharp, I mean, uh, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. It's like you know. You know, there's certain things that you concentrate on and you're like every every beard, you know, product that I use is very different in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Very different. Yeah. So like when like when I'm telling you about Velvet Noir, it's not just whipped at mm-hmm. all. When I'm telling you about just whipped, it's not yeah. Velvet Noir mm-hmm. at all. It's not feel the beard. It's not, you know, all of the, like these are all things that are vastly different from each other, but make but are there to do the same thing they smell different Mm -hmm. they have a different consistency they have you just got to find which one that makes um makes you the best that fits um, you yeah yeah. and so you know uh but i i just love i just love it that you know i can say that someone in that industry in that particular you know part of the industry uh is a black woman that's doing it and um you know, it, it's a spin. It's a, you know, because there's beard oils all over the place that white mm-hmm. men are doing all day long. Yeah. And so when Steven came around, I was like, dang, there really ain't nobody really that I know of that's doing, that's a black beard company with, you know, with accessories and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, Velvet Noir came around. And I was like, okay, he doing his thing too. And I knew Rob before, I knew both of them before all of this. And I knew you before I knew you did, mm-hmm. um, before the you did yours. And, and I kind of slid it to you. Yeah, like, he was just like, because you kept saying, I got to get you some beer, but I got to get you some beer, but so I'm like, all right. Then I came to the podcast and then boom, you gave me some beer, but yeah. so, um, no, definitely, especially ladies, uh, uh, black women out there. If you want your uh, your Valentine. black king or your white king or whoever it is, yeah, for boo. you, your boo. If you want your your man to uh, keep up his beard a little bit better, or just find a different product that actually works better, because a lot of people using shampoo on their beards. Mm-hmm. Like I make hair a, shampoo. a groom grooming yeah. kit, so it has a shampoo and conditioner. Yeah, don't. I mean, don't put like Pantene in your beard. That's not. It's really not. I had to learn that. Like you gotta, there's stuff that goes into your hair shampoo on the top of your head that shouldn't be on your face. Some of that, like these other shampoos that that go for your beard. She makes a grooming kit here. Um, if you 
You know, get your man the whole kit. The man in your life, your dad, your your boyfriend, your brother, your little cousin, you know, whatever it is, whatever man that you hold dear to your life that has a beard that needs to uh um step their game up or you just want them to um have some variety in their products, man. Get just whipped. Um holla at um holla at jewels. Also, if there's anything that um you feel like you want to do to contribute to society in a way of in the way of um charity work or political work that mm-hmm. you feel like you want to do as a as a as a law abiding citizen mm-hmm. on this on this hit up jewels man she she's a wealth of knowledge about all of this stuff man she can tell you who to go to yeah um definitely can direct you definitely can can direct and if she can do more if she's willing to do more she's like but definitely she's the one she's like look i if you want to say look i I just want to do more what can i do what can i do about these people um getting hurt out here um you know just for for being black what can i do for these kids out here that really want to um live a better life what can i do better for women we had a very good podcast on her show on the pretty pillar pretty petty politics podcast subscribe to that um, on instagram pretty petty politics um, podcast we we had a very good conversation about um mr r kelly um Oof. yeah uh go to hell r kelly uh, <laughs> that's all i'm gonna you say don't have about to go that. to hell r no, kelly you can definitely go because you you've already go. created hell for so many people yeah you know i just saw the other day there's like he wants to tell his side of the story I was like can you tell it from jail because like you know, we'll but anyway, see. we had a, uh, so subscribe to the Pretty Petty Politics podcast. Um, I did that pretty good. That well, time. yeah, you did um, good, yeah. and we're on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud, um, our what is it? Um, what's the Apple one called? Uh, I, Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast should be up this week. Yeah, but you can check us out on Instagram, and all the information goes to Instagram. So if you want to catch the show that Jack just mentioned, um, that comes. That is the link to that is on our Instagram page. Absolutely, absolutely, go check it out, man. Um, she again, man. She's um, she's grown to be in the last year. She doesn't know this, but she's grown to be one of my favorite people to talk to. Aww. So you know. Oh, tell me about your challenge. Oh, I got to go. Yeah, so okay. I we'll am. Quick. I am ready to date. I am ready to share me. Really gonna do me like that? (laughs) No, I'm ready to date. Like today, I went to um, Blue Horizon to get some snapper. Mm -hmm. Blue Horizon is a seafood market here in Houston, and you have to buy the whole fish. Yeah, which I mean, but when you buy fresh fish, you got to eat it. You know, it's not like tilapia in a bag. You want to feed? You know, like damn, I I got I had to call somebody that I used to date that I know or eat and be like, hey, come through and get this. You yeah, know, yeah. but not on none of that. But yeah. I want to be able to share that. You know, two yeah, and a half absolutely. pounds of snapper. You know what I'm saying? I should have a boo. You got to have a boo. You know, if you make it two and a half pounds of snapper, if you're going to buy the snapper fresh out the ice, like off the ice, it's not even frozen. Yeah, it's you not get frozen. Out the ice, it's all got, pretty. So let me tell y'all what I bought today. I mm-hmm. really got to go. I bought some candy snapper. So candy mm-hmm. snapper, you might hear it called um, Lane or you might hear it called Yellowtail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is really good fish. So, Amen. oh, they calling for me. So I really do got to go. So that's what I bought today. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, black in some of it 
um, pan sear some, mm. and um, probably bake some. But I'm I'm doing this pescatarian thing. Can you put some of that in a in a? Yeah, I make you. Man, what I'm talking about. But but this is the thing. So the challenge is Jack is, and Boo, you might be listening. Mm -hmm. But the challenge is Jack is going to set me up on a blind date. We're gonna set you on on three on three blind dates. Three, because if the first one don't work, you gonna have to have that. Yeah. So yeah, blind date, and so his subjects and verbs must agree. And he needs to he needs to not be a fan of Jesus, but a follower. Mm-hmm. And um, he has to be a voter mm-hmm. and have all his teeth, or at least purchase some teeth. Thanks. Okay. All right. Cool. So that's what we're gonna do. That's the challenge. That's my challenge that she gave me. We're gonna set her up on some blind dates, uh, fellas. Um, do you have a lot of pictures on your on your on your Instagram? A few. You be you be doing work on the on. Yeah, the, on and the I have to remind people like, okay, don't forget. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna do. Uh, we're going to have a. Um, I'm going to set. I'm going to try to set my girl Jules up with a wonderful on a wonderful blind date. Um, do I, I'm going to fellas, if you are interested, I'm going to have you pick the location and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, just so I, because you got to do some work, bro. Like you gotta, you gotta like, look, I know this place we can go and, you know, it, it can't be the movies. You can't talk in the movies, bro. No, it can't be the movies. Um, we're going to do it. We're going to do three and, and stay on my ass about it too. Cause I gotta, you know, you gotta let me, you gotta let, remind me to, to keep, you gotta be like, Hey, you found me. Cause I got, I'm, I'm gonna get you somebody, somebody in 2019. Okay. Somebody in 2019. That is the uh, the the goal here. Um, again, go get just whipped. Um, pretty petty politics. Pretty petty politics. Um, uh, and let me know if you if you also fellas are looking for love. And uh, I'm not looking for love. I'm already you, love. You, you want it, or, or you're looking to share love? Share love with. Um, I got to use my words. This nice young lady. Um, Jules is one of the smartest people I know easily. Uh, she's an incredible person. She's attractive. She's um, a hustler. And if you got a beard, you got products. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can have your own signature line, boo. Your own signature line. Just with Look at the that. Tyrone line. <laughs> There you go. All right, so thank you for coming. Um, I'm sorry I had you over uh, for this long. Uh, Ryan Rockets in the building. I didn't get to shout you out earlier. Uh, My producer for the show is going down. Thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, We are in our undisclosed location, and uh, we are out of here.